0: To begin, I know that you had attended Alverno's weekend college and then decided to major in professional communication, which is just like one of the many communication pathways here offered um, because it was so broad. But what were you hoping to really learn from taking professional communication?
1: I think um, you know, professional communication appealed to me because of the broadness in mm-hmm. um, having uh, just like unique communication, and no matter what you do, you know what I mean. Um, I've never encountered something where communication skills weren't vital. So um, I think to me, I could have gone a lot of different ways with that. Um, So I think just the core skills of it were important to me um, in improving communication, writing, technically, Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then what were your career goals during this time? Yeah, I think, you know, like, Thinking back to starting college, you know, they always have you take those like career placement tests or <laughs> those <laughs> kinds of things. Like you should be a teacher. I'd always came back teacher, I think. <laughs> but um, I think I changed, you know, throughout my time in college. So one, giving myself the grace or getting to a place where I was able to give myself the grace To not know exactly what I was going to do and be okay with that Um, was difficult, but um, getting there and then I think just being able to, wherever my career did take me someday, to be able to show up with a broad set of skills Mm -hmm. um, was really important. And then I don't think it was kind of until the end of college that I really thought that Getting into a fund development position in a nonprofit organization um, was my goal. I wanted to work in the community and help in some way and give back, so I wanted to have just, yeah, I guess a combination of. Um, being able to help and show up in those spaces, but also bring skills that I learned. Mm
0: -hmm. And I remember you saying how like, you always knew that you wanted to, again, like, work with people and then helping them, and then obviously the community. Was there anything in your upbringing that influenced this this decision?
1: Yeah, so I have thought about this. Um, And one, I think part of it is just who I am as a person. I'm a people person. I care for people. Um, And then I think probably my family um, and the women in my life have always inspired me um, and raised me with a lot of love. And not everybody has that and so, I guess it was just important for me to bring that warmth and compassion um, into the world. And I, yeah, I think I I knew that that's what would like, bring me fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um, so.
0: And what was your journey like leading up to you working in nonprofits then?
1: I, well, I... Yeah. Began, you know, when I was still in my last semester here at Alverno, I began volunteering for um, a nonprofit that kind of turned into my role at Coral Santhro. So, I guess just it was kind of an interesting journey. Um, you know, you can say you want to work in the community and not have any experience doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, I think just kind of getting a pulse on what does that look like? Um, how do you make sure that you're listening to the voices that need to be heard that maybe aren't always listened to, but also finding a balance between listening to voices, but also taking action when, um, when it's needed. So I guess it was just a lot of learning, um, somewhat applying, you know, definitely like some of my skills that I learned at Alverno, like I you don't know how to edit a website, <laughs> you know, of those things. Um, but also just learning how to work with different kinds of people and um, continuing to do that. You know, so much group work at Alverno really does set you up to be able to work in a group setting and work with others um, successfully. So I think, yeah, just kind of going with the flow and learning. Um, Learning as you go and building your confidence, and
0: and then you mentioned Coral Central, and I know that now you hold the title of director of development, which and then Coral Central, like I know, is a nonprofit organization like that works towards like natural healing and things of that nature. How did you become originally involved with Coral Central? Is it just your volunteering? Yeah,
1: so um, I began volunteering for a program in service of Coral Centro at the time, which was United Voices, Um, and that was, I was doing some communication work for them, and their focus was really on community health workers, Um, and community health workers kind of serve as the bridge between the community and the healthcare system, Um, so whether it's just being like a trusted voice to say, hey, like. You can safely go into this doctor's office or, hey, like we can maybe speak Spanish and Spanish is your first language. You're not comfortable with English, so it can be intimidating to go into like a healthcare setting and um, making sure that you're able to advocate for yourself. So maybe being an advocate. Um, so really just getting um, into that role through Coral Central was really how I got introduced. And then so continuing to do communications for a while for um for United Voices, and then moving into a fund development role.
0: I was wondering, like, how did you come to acquire this role,
1: especially because you're so young, and now you're just, like, the lead Mm member? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, so I think it was a combination of just, like, luck and happenstance. When I took on the um, fund development assistant role at CORE, the development director at the time had been the development director for since they had a development director, you know, um, I think at the time it had been like she had been in that role for 14 years, but she was looking to um, retire in a few years. And so I think it had to do with really supportive leadership at uh, Coral Centro and really just knowing that I was interested in continuing a career in fund development. And I guess they saw, you know, certain skills in me Um, that they thought would apply well um, Mm -hmm. to to development directors. So, once I was in the role for a while, um, the previous development director, Pat Bogenschutz, really just asked me if I'd be interested in moving into the development director role when she retired. And I said yes, and then we went through a few years of me just continuing to learn and soak up Mm -hmm. a lot of information. Um, So,
0: yeah and then you've been in this role for a little over a year now like how did it feel when you
1: first got the position like were you nervous or oh yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm still nervous sometimes (laughs) you know it is um scary I felt excited I felt honored and scared Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I remember one night like right before Pat retired and Pat Bogenschutz, who was the development director before me, is an amazing woman and is so kind and taught me so many uh, leadership lessons. Like, I could ask her a bazillion questions and she would never get irritated. (laughs) And so that's a lesson that I've chosen to, like, hopefully I can emulate that. Um, But so, yeah, a lot of fear. I remember laying in bed one night and, like, crying. <laughs> I, was just, I was just afraid. I'm like, what if I just mess this whole thing up? Um, and so one of the things we put into place past so sweet that we still have like weekly meetings, you know, because mm-hmm. I was like, I just, if I have questions and I was so afraid there was going to be like a grant application and I missed the due date or I would just, it, that was kind of more of the things that scared me because um, I felt supported by my coworkers and the staff and I knew I knew that I had enough experience and I And I got it and I could pull these things off You know, they I had situations where like I put on my own, you know fundraiser and I was able to take a lot of responsibility and a lot of roles um, So I knew I had that but I think just the fear of like I'm gonna miss a deadline mm-hmm. <laughs> like that scared me and um, So really, I I think I was scared, but I felt supported. And then what are some of your duties and responsibilities with this role? Yeah, so I guess the development department has a goal to, you know, we have to raise a certain amount of money. So at at Coral Centro, we just do everything on a sliding fee scale. So, you know, if uh, like an acupuncture service costs us $75 to $100, um, you know, and we're only charging $20 for it. We just have to like make up that difference. So um, it's like individual fundraising and um, fundraisers and then grant uh, management. So just overseeing um, kind of our grant calendar for the year making sure those are getting turned in on time and <laughs> um, and just coming up with a lot of like kind of budget plans to how are we gonna reach those goals and then um, so I'm one of four directors at CORE and then so just kind of that leadership role as well to where we're doing strategic planning for the future making sure that we're staying mission oriented um, Yeah, any kind of any kind of development and then in the department now, we've just moved to having an in-house grant writer, which is exciting, Louise like had a, a contracted grant writer. So um, we have that. And then I have a fundraising officer as well. So there's three of us in the department. And then we also do a lot of kind of communication stuff. So like website updates and social media posts and newsletters and just engagement of uh, stakeholders. and. So how do you feel your albernal education
0: prepared you for this leadership role?
1: Ooh, (laughs) Um, I think in more ways than I even know. (laughs) I think just working on skills that are so applicable to (laughs) so many things in life. Um, So sometimes the group work can be tough, (laughs) but I think I learned a lot from that. I think learning that I have value to bring um, to a situation. I one thing that's kind of funny is I'm like a fiend for feedback. I love <laughs> feedback. So I think that is really is such an important thing, learning how to receive feedback and to grow from it, right? To be able to say, these pieces of feedback I think could really serve me well. Learning how to probably also leave certain (laughs) pieces of feedback um, and say, you know what, I don't have to take that. Um, And then learning how to give feedback as well in a constructive way. So I really do um, appreciate that. Um, And then just, I think the professional communications degree helped me a lot too because it gave me, you know, maybe I didn't spend a whole semester working just on websites, but I did do like a project on that and then learning how to work a little bit in Adobe. And then so having some of those Mm -hmm. like skills, maybe I didn't spend like a ton of time perfecting it, but I was able to go into a job and say, this isn't something new to me. And then grow the skill from there. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with the
0: feedback because even like self reflection here is the biggest thing that annoys everybody,
1: but in the end always helps us. <laughs> totally, totally. It's definitely like hard earned.
0: <laughs> so, with Coral Central, how do you feel like your personal beliefs
1: and values align with those of the nonprofit? So, I think that everybody, every human is experience, their experiences are real um, and that everybody deserves access to better health, um, to like empowerment, like taking your health into your own hands, being able to heal. Like we've, we all experience trauma um, in life, life is traumatic um, and we all have the right to stop breathe and spend a little bit of time on ourselves. Um, so I think just like the beauty of the human experience and just worthiness and yeah. And then going off of that, like what services does your org provide? Yeah, so we have several different programs and services. I'd say like our, our most utilized are definitely uh, probably the one-on-one services. So we have um, like acupuncture, therapeutic massage, um, like life coaching, um, spiritual companionship, and Reiki. So, those are all like one on one with a practitioner. Um, all of our practitioners are like trauma informed uh, care kind of practices going on, and it's definitely come out with like a therapeutic um, lens, I guess. So We've got the one-on-one services, and then we also have like a children's wellness program. Um, And so that we do like children's ballet, we have capoeira, um, family cooking classes, and then we've got a movement program. So we've got like yoga classes and Zumba classes. Um, And then we also have a garden and nutrition program. So we actually have like a rooftop garden, so some like urban farming kind of stuff then we have food as medicine classes, um, which is just really like culturally appropriate, making meals healthier, and um, maybe learning how to use some ingredients that you haven't used before, things like that. Um, and then we have like herbalism workshops. Um, we make teas from the herbs on our garden. and We've got bees up there. So we do honey every year. So really just like holistic health. Yeah, it really sounds cool. Like, I've
0: never really heard of your organization, and now I'm kind of bummed, but I'm hoping now I'm really getting involved. Yes. So I'm like, oh, that sounds, like, really cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it is really cool. Um, I'm definitely blessed to work there. Um, the building's just got good vibes. We've actually, we've got um, an intern right now who's an Alverno student, Lily Lopez, and she was just saying, uh, like, Friday, that, this like, the building's just so calm. The energy's just so good. <laughs> to get to work here um so yeah and like most of our programs and services when when Coral Centro like opened it was really like they thought they were going to do like acupuncture and massage and all of those other programs really grew out of need from the community right like oh, okay well we got a uh, movement classes, as well with kids I mean like what are you gonna do with the kids so like we also have some like on-site like daycare during our services and things that so it really grew organically from feedback from the community feedback.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what are the goals for the future
1: of the organization and then its outreach yeah such a good question so um we have so many goals I think I think growth is definitely one of them um, with the pandemic and all the trauma that comes from that there's just been an even greater need for our services. And we've been getting a lot of, you know, requests from other community organizations, um, wanting to be able to provide some similar services that, you know, as we do, and just a real, there's just a real need for healing out there. And I think there's minds are more open to diversifying healthcare. Mm -hmm. Um, So, one thing that um one area of growth that we're working on right now so right now in the building we're at we occupy the third floor and just like one or two rooms on the fourth floor and so we've actually just acquired like another part of the fourth floor so right now one of our big goals is to grow into that space but do it smartly and do it um gradually um, so basically, just being able to to grow and offer more services, get more people in, um, but do so in a way that like supports our staff and and just makes sure that we're growing sustainably. Um, right now, we're working also on like our five year strategic plan, which we try to do every five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like strengthening internally, so we can have bigger and better impact um, in the Milwaukee community.
0: Are there any other
1: specific services you're hoping
0: will come to Coral Central?
1: One thing that's um, exciting that we're working on right now is to do um, one-on-one yoga therapy, which is definitely um, an expensive (laughs) thing. Um, But I think that would be a really great service that we can provide and I think we're really close to being able to do that Um, and then I think it would be cool if we could have um, like talk therapy Uh, we do have spiritual companionship which is really well utilized and is is similar to that Um, but I think having a bilingual therapist who could also reach, um, like, teenagers. I think that we kind of have a gap um, in that age range. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a lot of our children's wellness services are for, you know, younger kids, and there's just such a need in that, like, you know, 12 to 17 kind of age group. So I think that would be... um, I think there's a real need for it in the
0: community. So. Mm-hmm. I think especially now, like, during COVID, like, I felt so bad for all the high schoolers and stuff that, like, they missed their graduation and had to be over Zoom with their prom. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. they worked so hard to get to that final point, And then yeah. it's taken away from them. And it's so sad.
1: Yeah. And I think even before the pandemic, we were, you know, hearing just, like, higher rates of depression in, like, teenagers and just, like, younger than you. We even expect it's it's mm-hmm. we put a lot of pressure on that age group and then on top of that COVID right um and you're going through all the like life changes and in every family situation is different and if you've been at home and your home life isn't great and that you haven't been able to leave and all the things mm-hmm. all the things so um I think that's that would be well utilized
0: yeah, and kind of picking up off of that, last time we talked, you had said ha- that hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. So how do you hope to make a difference in the lives of those involved in your organization?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, our executive director, Madeline Gianforti, um, actually, she is one of the co-founders of Gordon. for like her thesis, she wrote about opening a place like and um her kind of big theory was that like if we could heal the world, then we wouldn't hurt each other anymore. <laughs> um, like there would always like be world peace. Um, which is a big <laughs> a big dream. But I do think that if we just continue to keep our mission focused, and provide our services where people can come and have a safe place know that they're worthy of taking this time for themselves to heal to process to you know just be healthier um and i mean that in like a holistic way not just like eat, you know not just like mm-hmm. eat super healthy but like in a holistic way that um that it will have an impact for, like, generations to come because when you see your parents making healthy decisions and taking care of themselves, you know, that has an impact on children and their children's children, Mm -hmm. and so I guess just creating that culture of um, wellness and hoping that that has A ripple effect and generational impact. Mm -hmm. So, what
0: would you say are the services that have like the most impact on your, I guess, customers? Or yeah,
1: Um, I think I don't know that I could speak on that. I don't know um, that I can say what most impacts another individual. Mm -hmm. I think having a place to come (laughs) in general and feel like you're accepted just exactly as you are um, has a big impact alone. I'll say like, as far as the services that I've utilized, I've definitely um, done some one-on-one services and had practitioners who were just like amazing (laughs) <laughs> and um, I found space to process some traumas and I think that's really helpful and I also I like to stay active so uh, utilizing the movement um, program as well has been great for me I like you know I've always really liked like, Zumba at core because I just get to like dance with a bunch of other mm-hmm. Latino women and um, so that's really cool um, so just kind of having that I think the community element the connection and acceptance can have a big impact but I don't know I think it's probably an individual thing.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I know that alongside your leadership role, you also hold a board position for Unite Wisconsin, which was previously Unite MKE. Mm -hmm. What attracted you to join this other organization? Yeah, well,
1: Unite Wisconsin, um, which was Unite MKE, was actually like kind of had a similar mission as United Voices, which was that um, original program and service of CORE that I worked for. And then so for a while they, United Voices and United, well, Unite Wisconsin now um, kind of merged and we're really working together. And so I was working for both. So I think just my time um, working with them, um, I just wholeheartedly believe that community health workers are so vital to um, health, just health and wellness and um, creating access and um health equity um so just just really my um true belief that we need to elevate the profession of community health workers mm-hmm. um and then the executive director bria grant is like a really awesome woman um and i really respect her leadership so awesome
0: and then I, I believe that you said last time that you were asked to be president of the board but you had turned it down
1: because you were just settling into your other leadership roles? So I am board chair, so, and yes, yeah, so it was kind of what they first asked me, and I was like, hmm, I like just moved into the, like, director of development position, and I was like, I'm gonna need, like, at least six months, you know, <laughs> yeah. to get settled, um, and I was just, like, literally learning as I go in that board chair position, um, I mean, there's like silly things with boards. Like, it's like, what is it? Like, Robert's I don't know, rules of law. You have to like speak a different language <laughs> and be like, I don't know. Um, so, like, motion to approve the minutes. <laughs> really, you know what I mean? And it. it's like, all in favor, say aye. <laughs> you know, like, you did favorite things. Like, that. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, so, just, and then finding balance, right? Like, how much time and energy do I put into different things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Making sure I'm taking care of myself um, and setting healthy boundaries and Mm -hmm. things like that, so.
0: Yeah, and because I I figured with all these positions, you have a busy schedule.
1: Mm -hmm. But I know
0: on top of that, like, you're also, I think, becoming a licensed yoga instructor or are you
1: licensed already? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've got, um, so in yoga teacher training, there's like 10 modules. It's a a 200-hour yoga teacher training that i was taking um and so i just have like one more module left to take so i'm not technically licensed um yes so but i did the majority of that like last year um i just have that one more module left Mm. so i'm on my way to becoming a (laughs) licensed uh, yoga teacher and i've again tried to give myself a lot of grace and like what's the rush Mm -hmm. Um, and for me it was like a spiritual journey as well
0: yeah because I know you said I thought you were just practicing yoga and then you did like some Zumba for like what seven or eight years yeah so what like motivated you to set that goal for yourself to just stick with it
1: to stick with like regular yoga and Zumba classes
0: yeah and then eventually like now you're just trying to become like an actual instructor yeah
1: (laughs) oh I think it was my health, I think it was trying to set like a schedule for myself, a routine. I was still like in college part-time and I was working as you know a waitress and sometimes you have to keep a funny schedule you know and then you're um, working kind of late and so I just I just wanted a routine <laughs> um, and it was easier for me to like show up for like a group exercise class versus um, just like go to the gym on my own and like know what to do so I think just that and then apparently I uh, something about it I like because I kept going <laughs> back and was able to to be, be really stable um, in that it just like made me feel better too right like there were times in my life where I wasn't Um, very happy or like wasn't doing so well and um, if I could just like show up to that thing you know if I could Mm -hmm. just like go to the Zumba class or go to the yoga class I could be like all right, I did something like productive today (laughs) or um, something good so I think yeah we can reward ourselves for the little things and just for showing up so Mm -hmm. and then really the opportunity to become um, a yoga teacher came about through core, um, there was an opportunity, there was like a scholarship opportunity, because it's several thousand dollars to get trained, you know, as a yoga teacher. And um, when the opportunity presented itself, I thought, I better try to (laughs) take advantage of that. Um, And so and so I did. And, um, and I'm really, really glad I did because I learned learned a lot and I think we're all kind of always on a our self journey you know accepting ourselves how do we view others in the world how do we practice patience um how do we practice anything you know so I'm glad that I wasn't for me it was right to take the teacher training in a way where I wasn't like I have to just take this teacher training and start teaching classes and like making money. Um, for me it was it was a real privilege to take it and know that I could take my time and that I could have spiritual growth in that time as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I believe that you said also that as part of the scholarship like you'll have to teach at core. Mm-hmm.
1: Are you looking forward to that? Are you kind of nervous about that as well or? Both. <laughs> <laughs> um I've so I've, I've I've taught some classes I did some like subbing of um like yoga classes through core and those were all like virtual mm-hmm. I am very excited um but again I'm blessed with the fact that core is also patient with me so I was like there's no way I can like go into like development director and start teaching yoga like Every week, I mean, when you think about it, it's a big responsibility if people are, like, coming, you know, to your, your class weekly. So, um, I'm super excited to grow as a yoga teacher and to become more confident um, and comfortable, improve my, like, language, and just move into that role more um, through the, like, supportive environment, of course. Mm-hmm. I... Um, I'm also so nervous, it's like sometimes so scary. I, in one of my like last modules of yoga teacher training, I think I was kind of asking myself like, who do I like think I am to be like a teacher? (laughs) Um, And then I can't remember, I think we talked about this last time, but I can't remember what, who the author is, but I think there's a book, and a woman says, like, who are you not to? So you've been taught the skills, you know, you did the work to become a yoga teacher. And like, who am I not to do it? You know, so so I'm so scared but <laughs> also excited. How are you able to fit being a teacher into your schedule?
0: Because how does your normal development work schedule kind of look like? Is it like 9 to 5 or is it more like yeah. you
1: get to make it? Yeah, I mean, it's like 9 to 5, but it's it's super flexible, right? So, I like, mm-hmm. I mean, right now I'm still definitely working hybrid. So, I go into the office um, two or three days a week. And then, like, if I want to work from, like, 10 to 6, I can work, from, you know, 10 to 6. But um, for the most part, it's, like, weekdays, that kind of a thing. Um, when we get to some fundraisers, uh, then it gets a little bit more crazy and I'm working longer days. Um, and maybe some like weekend time, but I think ideally I'll um, hopefully be able to teach a yoga class like six weeks at a time. So, like, do like six weeks on, and then maybe like two weeks off, and then mm-hmm. six weeks on. So, um, and we can kind of have a goal set in that time, maybe something that we're working towards, but. Um, Right now I'm not like regularly doing it, so ask me <laughs> next year how um, balancing that's working out. Mm-hmm. And then
0: my last question is what does Alverno strong mean to you? Ooh, that means
1: that I am oh a strong woman. <laughs> um who has one the like Alverno community is still supporting like me and my life and um the things I want to go after that I have had a holistic education <laughs> I'm just gonna throw a more holistic terms in there but um yeah and that I've just got these really great skills that I learned through this awesome college you know for me I I can't even remember how I first heard about Alverno but I remember saying that's where I want to go and like Being like, I don't want to go anywhere else. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't. I don't think applied to any other schools. Um, I know I didn't. So, there was something that Alverno had that I wanted, (laughs) and um, so Alverno strong just means um, being a strong woman and woman and not being afraid of this. Utilizing the skills that I've learned here and um, not being afraid to make some mistakes and take feedback and get better.
0: I Would agree, and then I also like can relate to your this is the only school I applied to. Like when I was applying to schools, I was like, Oh, I'm gonna go out of state, and then when the time came, I'm like, Oh, uh, it's over, and over nothing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like
1: this is it, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think for some people, maybe it's not you know the right choice, but like for those of us that it is, you mm-hmm. know, I was like, Oh, like small classes, and no grades, which sounds like people are like, what, they don't grade? And I'm like, well, they do, <laughs> just in a different yeah, way. It's abilities-based, so we're actually learning yeah. what we're
0: going to use out in, like, the real yeah. world. Yes,
1: <laughs> and you're working on it till it gets to a better place. Like, if you get a C and that's it, or you get a D, you don't really know why.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? So not being afraid to, like, look back at the work that you've done and improve it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Sam, for coming in. I appreciate you taking the time to meet with me today, especially in person. Thank you. (laughs)